Aloha, kakahiaka, cousin. Yeah, aloha. <laughs> so nice to visit with you today. Same here. Uh, I am your cousin, right? <laughs> yes, we know that, that. you are my cousin. <laughs> yes. And, uh, my name is Walet Eleanor Puolani Linfa Garcia Pellegrino. <laughs> oh, you have to take a deep breath when you say that. And I was... I am 81 years old, soon to be 82, you know, born here in Wailuku, Maui, Malulani Hospital. And perhaps you were too, or maybe by then was already Maui Memorial. No, I will, I will tell that story. Okay, <laughs> very good. All right. And um, today is June 10th, 2022, and we are here on the beautiful grounds of... Maui Historical Society, Haleho'iki'ike at the Bailey House. So it's such a pleasure to talk with you. I see you all the time, but this is a little different. Yeah, I know. This is the first time we've sat down in Wala'au for, yeah. in Wala'au for uh, <laughs> ages, right? Yes, 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 yes. So, okay, so my name is Frank Randolph DeRego Jr. Uh, my age is, I'll be 67 in October, so I'm 66 currently. Mm -hmm. uh, today's date is June 10th, uh, 2022. The reason why I have problems remembering the date, I'm ADHD by the way, <laughs> I bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> and where are we right now? We are at the Bailey Museum, as you so eloquently put. And I'm very happy to be here with you today. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was the one who suggested you oh, that we do I this. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what my mother would always say. Yeah. Or, or naughty was the other word oh, that, okay. uh, <laughs> that always came out of her mouth. But I'm really, really happy. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk story a little bit. And, uh, mm -hmm. and in terms of where I was born, I was actually born at uh, Pu'u Nene at the oh. uh, Plantation Hospital. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know, going out on the road over there. It doesn't exist anymore, right? Because right. it was in the, the camp, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So out there. So yeah, that's where I was born. Oh, okay. Well, I'm really curious about your name. I've always known you as Frank, okay? Little Frank, baby Frank, young Frank, whatever. Yes, but exactly. How did junior you, boy, Frank Jr. Junior boy. <laughs> junior boy, exactly. That is so local. <laughs> local, junior boy. Because you had to make the differentiation from my father, who everybody called junior. Yes. That's right. You're That's absolutely right? right. So they would call me junior boy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, wow. Well, how were you given your name? Was there a particular reason why you were given the name, you know, Frank DeRego Jr.? Or And what about the Randolph? I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yes, uh, that I am still trying to research in oh, terms really? of, you know, everybody kind of jokes with me and, you know, uh, it was the name of an old cowboy actor that grandma liked, Randolph Scott, but I couldn't figure that one out, mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, Randolph Scott didn't, I don't think, existed in the 1920s when my dad was uh, uh, living, but maybe, maybe mm -hmm. not. But um, uh, so the Randolph, I have still no idea of. Um, the junior came, now we figured this out now. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an interesting story. Um, my sister's name is Francine. Yes. Correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we had John Paul, right. Rosemary, uh, Francine, and Frank Jr., right? Okay, 
Um, what does that suggest to you? Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess they were hoping for another son to have. And you, you were born quite a bit after Francine. No, close. No, close to Francine. Yeah, about 13 months. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't realize that. I thought I thought you were one of these like my son, Hukuau, Ratun crop, right? They have the first family and then oops. Here comes I, the name. I was a oops. Oh, you were an oops. Okay. But they named Francine because they weren't expecting to have another one, I think. Ah. Okay. <laughs> so, they had to name somebody after my dad, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> So I always told my mom, I says, no, no, you were a blessing. You were a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but 13 months. Yeah, yeah. Well, my I sister was born in August, and I was born in October the next year. I did not realize that. So we're that. very, very thought, close. Yeah, I always thought there was this big split, and then along comes Frank Jr. Yes. Ah, okay. All right. Well, tell, I would love to know more about your parents. Of course, I, you know, I knew them very well, well because we oh, yeah. lived right next to each other or across the street for a period of time. Um, you know, what, what's your, your familial background, the Diregos, and then your mom's side as well? Okay, so let's break it down to um, ethnic lines, right? My dad was Portuguese Hawaiian. Mm -hmm. Okay, my mom was, and get this, she was, uh, she was, nationality was a Puerto Rican, right? Okay, but uh, that broke down to uh, Taino, which is indigenous Caribbean Indian. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes, um, Spanish, uh -huh. uh, German. What a combination. What a combination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My grandmother was Taino Spanish, and my grandfather was uh, Spanish German. Mm -hmm. And his nationality was Cuban. But he ended up going to Puerto oh. Rico, and then he ended up marrying my grandmother. They made the boat trip. Uh -huh. uh, on, I, I guess he was, they were part of that one big migration of Puerto Ricans after a big hurricane in 1898. Oh, okay. that literally wiped out the sugarcane industry in Puerto oh, Rico there. at that time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now Spanish-American War had happened, mm -hmm. right? They're uh, part of the United States, don't have to do all the sort of things you had to do for Asian labor, mm -hmm. right? You know, have the intermediary and the contracts and all those kinds mm -hmm. of things, right? So they were now part of the United States. So all they do, did was to take a boat, go around South America, yes. remember? Because there was no, <laughs> yeah. there was no, Pan no. There was no Panama Canal. Canal. <laughs> Go all the way around and then came to Hawaii that way and then ended up working on the plantation. And I think one of the first plantations they ended up uh, was here on Maui. Oh, okay. Out in Paia side. Okay, yeah, probably Maui Agricultural Com uh, Company, Plenty. which eventually uh, melded into uh, HCNS. Yes, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. exactly. So they, they, uh, they uh, started there and then they moved to Oahu on my mother's side. They ended up in Wailua, and then they, all, they finally ended up in Kahuku. Oh. How, did, how did your parents meet? Uh, if mom was on Oahu and dad was dad here. Was, dad dad right? was born here, mm -hmm. okay. Obviously he was midwifed in the house that he lived in, yes. 
okay, <laughs> which is off Kunahau Street uh -huh. on, on Wells Street, uh -huh. right? So he was midwife there. Um, and uh, he ended up um, going to St. Anthony's for a while, Wailuku Elementary and then St. Anthony's mm -hmm. for a while. You know, back then, you know, you hardly made it past eighth grade because mm -hmm. then you That's ended right. up working. It was also during the Depression. Mm -hmm. So uh, about third grade time, he was almost working full time doing uh, polishing shoes. Mm -hmm. Okay, he always talked about having his little shoe. In fact, in fact, when I was growing up as a kid, he still had that shoe polishing really? box in oh the house. Gosh. So, so, <laughs> so yeah. he probably had spiffy shoes when spiffy he went to shoes. church at St. Yeah. Anthony, right? And probably went to the Wailuku Hotel <laughs> yeah. and the, you know the Grand, the Grand Hotel, Hotel yes. you know around that time, right? To uh, oh, to shine shoes. So um, yeah. So my mom's side. Uh, how did they meet? Uh, they met actually, I think, at Barber's Point Air Station. My dad, at some point, had joined the military, mm -hmm. had gone off to the continental U.S. to do his basic. I think it was down south somewhere. I think it was in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, figure Hawaiian ends up in Alabama. <laughs> he never told that story. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and you know, my dad was dark, yeah? Yes. Yeah, because he always spent <laughs> yeah. his time out in the sun. In the sun, sure. Yeah, That's what kids exactly. did in those days. <laughs> so I, he never told any stories about that. But he, he used to do the yaws and stuff like that sometimes. <laughs> it was just hilarious. But uh, yeah, so then he came back, ended up getting stationed, uh, I think at Hickam, because he was in the Army Air Force. Mm -hmm. At first he started off as a cook, and then he ended up... Uh, as in the engineering corps in the in the army and they met at the uh, my mom worked at the px oh okay. and he would come at the px and i guess uh you know back in those days you had to bring your bow home to be introduced if you Definitely. wanted to <laughs> yes 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 so my my grandmother loved him my dad kept telling him the story that okay you better take care of my little girl mm -hmm. because if you don't right I'm going to be a little fly that's going to be buzzing around you when I die. So my parents used to have this little joke, you know, because whenever there was a fly in the house, my dad would get a fly swatter and... Oh, oh. <laughs> hey, Rose, I just got your father. <laughs> You know my dad, right? Humor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know so, we, we we all grew up in that that Well Street area. Yes. I, I don't know what it was uh, that that brought the the Dorego, Dorego Garcia families to that section. I don't know if it's because the family, the Dorego Dorego family, right, had property. Because right. one of the, the the great grandmas, you know, up the line or whatever, was the, the person who started Maui Dry Goods right. in Grocery Limited. So yes. you're you're familiar. No, I'm not familiar with that story. Actually, oh. Francine is more familiar. Actually, she should be the one yeah. <laughs> talking to you here <laughs> yeah. about that. Stuff. I, I know she's a family genealogist. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Yes, I know. Exactly. I was going to suggest that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that 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 part would be she part would be of good. that conversation yeah yeah, yeah. Right, but right. Uh, but we also own property dad used to tell stories about Anton Dorego he had uh, mm -hmm. uh, and it was Dorego at the time yes. if you look at the yes and then my grandfather would tell the story about all the smart Deregos and the dumb Deregos okay <laughs> nobody told me that <laughs> yeah, exactly no the the, the 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 no he used the word Rego Oh. The smart regos and uh, kind of not too bright regos. Okay, so oh. the, 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 the. he said uh, 
when the the regos came here was small do right yeah do rego right do rego okay yes. so he said the smart ones made it like spanish because people more understood that than mm -hmm. the do mm -hmm. and then uh did the capital d yes whereas the not too bright ones dropped it and just made it rego okay and what happens in the plantation when you get your pay packet they do it alphabetically. Oh, yeah. So you always got your pay earlier than everybody Before, yeah. else. <laughs> so that's what he used to say. Everybody used to laugh. But, you know, I have been told that we're related to the Regos on Oahu. Oh, yes. Leonard's, Leonard's, Leonard's Bakery, Bakery, the home of the Malasadas. They're related to that branch correct. of the family. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I brought some things, and even though we can't visually see them in our conversation today, I, I'm going to share them with you later on so right. that you can spend some time. And um, you probably already, or at least Francine does, I know, uh, she knows, this, you folks know the story of, of how the Doregos ended up migrating to Hawaii. So in the case of- Well, they of, came from the Azores. From the Azores, Azores yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Dorego means agricultural ditch. Mm -hmm. So it's related to, yes, um, yes. everybody think, oh, it means Rex. No, it means no. an agricultural ditch. Hands <laughs> in the soil. Hands in the soil. Right? They're farmers, right? Exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting because many of the Doregos ended up eventually becoming merchants. Merchants and merchants entrepreneurs. Merchants in Wailuku Town, right. you know, like Maui Dried Goods and um, Grocery Limited. My and grandfather then, used to do the run from, my great-grandfather yes. used to do the run yes. from Wailuku to Lahaina. That's right. Used to have the the, the the buggy, yes, right, right. and yeah, he also had the owned stables right over there, close to where you're. Um, my dad also yes. said he ran the thing called the Orpheum. Oh, okay, yes, there was a that's there a was theater. a theater, you know, with the gas lights yes. and everything yeah. on the stage, and, and that stuff. was real close to what what used to be the Bank of Hawaii, right. right at the corner of Church and Main, exactly. And then there was the old Wailuku, or the original Wailuku Post Office, right. And then next to that, it was the Orpheum Theater, and then Maui Drive Dry Goods. was just above that, right. And then our, you know, for for me, um, my great grandmother. Uh, Maria de Gloria, Dorego, Garcia, yeah. Rodriguez, I tell you the late names are on and on. Um, she lived right, you know, right there in that, uh, that area. So anyway, yeah, like I said, I'll share with you because we have, you know, different things like maps that show okay. who came when. Yes. And like my um, great grandma Dorego, uh, Dorego, Dorego, Garcia, Rodriguez. Right. Um, she lived right there behind Molly Dry Goods, and so cl real close, close by to all of us. Uh, exactly. You know. And um, yeah, eventually, uh, you know, the family kind of spread out. But I, I want to know a little bit more about your, your direct line, because you folks are, like you said, you're from Antone. Right. Right? Okay. And according to this little map I have, Antone was the oldest of the... Yes. Dorego Sons. Right. Right. So did you ever in you know, in your young life meet any of your grandparents or your great grandparents? Uh, just my grandfather Frank and my grandmother uh, Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, oh, which is a whole other story, right? Because yeah. that's where the uh, Hawaiian side comes yes, in. Yes, exactly. Right, through Juliana Freitas yeah. and, you know, the yeah. Safri clan mm -hmm. with the Naehus from mm -hmm. the Big Island, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And going back to Alapai Nui, right? right. So, but, um, yeah, no, never met. The only ones I knew, actually, were my grandmother on my mother's side because my... Uh, my mother was the youngest of 18, 
Although my grandmother had 22 kids because she had four miscarriages. So, yeah, yeah, and she had my mother older in life. I think she was, she was about in her 40s, I think, mm -hmm. when she had my mom. But uh, back in those days, your older sisters, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. raised you. Yeah, you know? they took care of you. Yeah, they took yes. care of you. But, uh, yeah, it was, you know, well, it gets back to the cousin thing, right? Whenever we went for family reunions on Oahu, it was like you'd, you'd find out you have like about over 40 first cousins, right? Uh -huh. You know? <laughs> that you didn't know existed and all of a sudden. But wow. it's just as bad on the Derego side because uh -huh. I think there were, what, six kids? And I'm trying to think, mm -hmm. Uncle Jerry, Uncle Chris. I think it was six yes. kids. Yes. yes, yeah. I was going to ask you, if it, did you know any of them well or were they so much older that by then, by the time you came along, they had already left Maui well, because Uncle, one was military and yeah. Jeanette was military. Yes, Auntie right? Jeanette had left, mm -hmm. Uncle Chris had left, mm -hmm. but they used to come back once in a while. Yeah. Uh, my Uncle Jerry came back somewhere in the 70s oh. um, and then he had tons of kids. I think he had about 10 kids himself too, so oh. you know. Um, uh, then my dad and uh, that was it. I think that was five, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. All together. Yeah. Chris, Jerry, Neil. Neil. Uncle yeah, Neil. Neil. Neil's yeah, still yeah. here. Now he's up country. Yeah, he's about your age now, right? A little about, older than I am. A little older. Mid eighties. Yeah. Okay, he's mid eighties. Yeah. 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 And he was in the Korean War, so um, in the military. But then they wanted to have him fly helicopters in a place he had never heard for called Vietnam, mm. and then he declined. <laughs> yes. He was ready to come home. I think so. Yeah, I so now he's living up in Pukalani, right. as you know. So. Yeah, so tell us, you know, some of your memories of growing up in Wailuku, Luka. in that, that one little area, you know, bounded by High Street, Wells Street, Ka'ohu on the other side, Marcus Street. What, what are some of your memories of growing up over there and um, things that, you know, you like to, like to do uh, by then? By the time you were born, what kind of work was your dad doing? Was mom working as well? What what were their, uh, you know, their livelihoods or their interests? You know, it's kind of funny when I look back at everything. Uh, your whole life was probably within a few square miles, mm -hmm. right? Especially up in time, up until you're a teenager. And uh, so my biggest memories is was walking everywhere. Right? I mean, used to walk us to school every day when we were really young, right? But obvious, and it's about 0.7 miles, I think, so about almost mm -hmm. a mile. To St. Anthony. To St. Anthony's yeah. from our house, mm -hmm. at least, right? And you yes. live right next yeah, door. Yeah, right there. <laughs> right? Okay, we, I, every morning I would hear your father with the band <laughs> on Saturday morning, Saturday morning. around morning. 7 o'clock. Yeah, I know, <laughs> the neighbors loved it. They were, okay. I actually liked it, you know, because in our house, you know, on Well Street, which is, I guess, somewhere, we were kind of between the, where Hawaiian Telephone Company is now in the federal courthouse, so our little compound, right, yes. over there, right? And <laughs> you had the two uh, entrances to Hawaiian Telephone, right, because you had one in and one out with the, with the, I have a funny story about that, too, about getting caught stealing a oh. phone but uh, when oh. I was four, but I didn't even know what stealing was. <laughs> I, grabbed, I just reached under the fence because the work area was right there and grabbed the phone. You know, four years old, you're over there playing telephone, right? Guy comes to the door and says, uh, Mrs. Mrs. Diego, uh, do you have one of our phones? My mother. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, oh my mother, right? Picture rose. <laughs> <laughs> so we gave back the phone. See, I'm ADHD, you can tell I'm all over the place. But uh, yeah, no, um, you know, our world was contained, right? You know, up until about 15 or 16 when you got your license.
oh. right, and started driving a car. Then you could go Kihei, go beach, you know, big beach, you know, things like that. But um, most of the time it's spent walking. And that was the wonderful thing I liked about Wailuku, is that you could walk anywhere and everything was right there. So if you wanted to go play sports or do stuff, you could either walk down to St. Anthony's where the open court was, or you could just walk down to Wailuku Gym. Exactly. Wailuku Gym was always open. There was no lock on it. Uh -huh. All you had to do was be strong enough to kind of open that yeah. big metal, <laughs> that metal door. door. <laughs> right. It's kind of hard when you're 10, right? You know, and you would just walk in and you could play, right? Mm -hmm. And oh, this is, here's a memory you can remind me of. When I first learned to swim, I learned to swim at Wailuku Pool. We all did. Yes, yes. And, and it was Lummi? Lummi Pacheco. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, but she was uh, Port, uh, Puerto Rican or Spanish, uh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, because she really looked Hawaiian and she was, yeah, she was awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so you would learn, we learned to swim there. I learned to play basketball mm -hmm. at, uh, and they had the small leagues, uh, the Catholic Youth Organization yeah, Leagues, yeah. CYO yeah. Leagues uh, <laughs> at, at uh, the gym. And then you would go down and Wells Park, right? Yeah. I mean, all this entertainment, Every, right? In a row, right? Mm -hmm. And then your friends would be there because the Fujimoto's and yeah. the Nakahashi's. Oh, cool. and, okay, great. Right, you know, <laughs> all lived around that area, yes. right? Joycelyn's mother, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the mayor's wife. That's yes, right, exactly. She was right a Nakahashi. Yeah. She's also a Safri. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the she's really around the block, block too. too. <laughs> exactly. So there was family everywhere. everywhere. You yes. know, at the Garcias. Mm -hmm. You know. So uh, even Uncle Jerry, when he moved back, ended up moving into Bento's Court. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People don't remember Bento Court. They had Bento Court, Court, and then on the other side was the, the Garcia Courts. Uncle Sammy them lived on one side. Side. And then Charles and, and Bugsy. Bugsy. And, you know, they lived yes. at the Bento Court. Same area, yeah. but had one little. Uh, dirt road down the middle and so it, it had two different sections of Wailuku town. <laughs> yes and then up on Konaha Lane you had exactly the same thing. Yes. Exactly mm -hmm. you went back and there were these houses in the back where you know uh, my grandfather's house was yes. right so yeah. so yeah yeah so you had all that and then we used to go down to Wells Park and play Sky Inning. Now people go what's Sky Inning? Do you know what I mean? Remind us this uh, guy <laughs> For, the, for those who don't I, know. <laughs> I said that to somebody. I think it was somebody at uh, the uh, parks, uh, Dave Yamashita. Oh. Yes. And he went, oh, my God, I haven't heard that, that phrase oh in like 60 God. years, oh he said. Oh, my goodness. Because it used to be a game. I guess it was invented here. I don't know. But uh, uh, what you would do is you would take the bat and a softball, mm -hmm. and you would go to home base, and then you would throw up the ball, and you would hit the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay. As far as out as you could. Okay, so now if you hit a fly ball, okay, and the guy caught it, you were out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the next guy who caught the ball could come in and bat. If you got, if it, if it was a fair ball, they didn't catch it, then they could skip three times. One, two, <laughs> I can just three, you. jump, right? <laughs> and then you put the bat down on the ground and you would roll the ball at the bat, it would hit the bat and pop up, and then if you caught it, you were safe. Oh, okay. If you dropped it, the other guy could come in and bat. Okay, I don't think we, uh, we ladies were allowed to play that <laughs> game. We were confined to certain kinds of <laughs> jacks. <laughs> milk covers, though. Milk, yes, milk covers, milk covers, yes, and that was yes. the other thing about it is 
all this stuff about um, you know Uber Eats and everything. You know, you used to have your laundry delivered to you. Snow White laundry used to come. That's my earliest remembrances on Well Street yeah. is not going outside and doing things. Mm -hmm. About three or four, I remember all these people coming to the house. Yes, the milkman would bring The milkman milk. would bring milk from Hayakawa yes, Dairy. Yes, you know, clean, 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 clean. Yes, <laughs> early in the morning. Yeah. Early in the morning on Well Street. <laughs> uh, if you had laundry out, Snow White laundry yes. would deliver the laundry. Oh, wasn't that something? That was. Oh, my gosh. Then if you had relatives like we did in Lahaina that worked for MPL, but we can talk about this now since they're out of business, you oh. know, the, the pineapple truck would stop right in front of your house. <laughs> Drop they, would, they, would, they would climb up, bring it on a couple <laughs> pineapples. Here, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> we were so lucky. We were so you know, blessed. well, there's a lot of other things that used to come down that street too, though, if you remember, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, some of them not so good. Okay. Uh, remember the mosquito, the DDT, yes. they used to spray up in the air. I know. And but our house didn't. We love the smell. We would yeah. people would run behind the truck and. Like I, the I smell had I had asthma. The, oh. I hated that. Oh. You know what I mean? It was so. My mother used to always close all the windows close and doors windows. and lock everything mm -hmm. up. Because I would just, you know, you know, it got, yeah, we yeah, won't go into my health coffee. issues when oh. I was a kid. But, you know, yeah, but uh, everything was delivered to the street mm -hmm. when you're younger, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So as you got older, even as young as um, seven or eight, mom would used to send you down to the store. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Remember any of the stores right there on Wells Street? Yeah, well, I actually was child labor at 11 years <laughs> old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I worked at Mike's Market. Oh, you did right there. I at the worked. Corner. At, yeah, my brother Market was manager. Mm -hmm. My brother was manager at that time, right? Yeah. He worked for Pedro Matsuoko, yeah. who also owned the bowling alley. Yes. And he also owned Snow White Laundry. Mm -hmm. So my brother actually was managing all three of those. Uh -huh. Okay, at that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, but he was basically primarily the manager at Mike's Market. He used to work for Sears at first when he oh, got home. Oh heavens! Wow. Oh, yes, I do recall. He was I think in the I Air do Force. recall that. Yes, yeah. he used to work at... I remember Sears. Oh. Sears was this little hole in the wall yes. in Kahului yeah. Shopping Center. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And you would order from the order catalog. The they had like four we catalogs on the counter. hours in there coming mm, <laughs> through. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, I worked at Mike's Market. And then right next door was our favorite for Cherry Coast was Jeanette's Luncheonette. Remember yes. that? Yes. Jeanette's Luncheonette. Uh -huh. And then as you go down the street, and as the years went, you had more interaction with more of the stores, right? Because mm -hmm. primarily when I was younger, it used to be Crest Store. Yes, yes. Okay, that okay. was the thing. So, so you got the colored popcorn yeah. in the back, the wooden <laughs> floor. You know, you used to like to hear your slippers yeah. uh -huh. snap against the back as you were walking on the wooden floor. Um, and yeah, and they used to have this one perfume that my mother loved that was popular in the 1920s it was like the little heart-shaped bottle oh, remember that i have to think about fleur that. de lis or something like that or well, fleur yeah lily of the valley really fleur de lis right it was it was something like that but it was like yeah and my yeah. i would take my quarter because this is how much the thing mm -hmm. cost back then you know and, and and every year for her birthday it was predictable and she always acts surprised oh, right oh you know gosh. and you know so i remember that we used to we used to go down yeah. to crest store and and buy uh that stuff was a, yeah that was our big shopping adventure and then national dollar store which yes. was down the way mm -hmm. uh was where the boys bought their san anthony school oh, uniforms, the, uniforms yeah. the khaki ones right yeah. you had the khaki yeah. shirt and the khaki pants <laughs> 
right? Okay, so that was the extent. And then Mike's Market when I was 11. I used to stock shelves and, mm -hmm. you know, deliver groceries. That was the other thing you could get delivered. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You, they, uh, Mike's yes, Market delivered groceries. You could charge it. Yes. Right? You, you didn't could have charge to, it. You didn't have to pay, you know, up front. You month. could charge it and they would bring it to your doorstep. It's like, hello. Yeah, yeah. So, so as the Bible says, nothing new under the sun, right? <laughs> <laughs> All this Uber Eats stuff. We were, we were experiencing it yes, when we were little kids. When, right. Everybody was delivering stuff to the house, right? right? You know, that kind of yeah. thing. So. And where, where was your... your um, your favorite pastime? Did you? How much time did you spend, like some of us, at Eyal Theater? Oh and, yeah, and yeah, the theaters, yeah. You know, in that vicinity. Yeah, we used to go to King Theater a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I what think kind it was of movies King? did they feature King as opposed to Eyal Theater? Well, I think King Theater was the one that had because it used to have the Japanese theater up top, right? Mm -hmm. But when that went down, I think they took over the um, Sunday matinees for samurai movies, yeah. like Satoichi, The Blind Swordsman, uh -huh. and all that kind of stuff. Remember that? Yes. Whereas the, the Yale Theater, I think, used to do the Filipino movie night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they had Filipino movies at Yale Theater, and they had the, the after the Japanese theater up above, mm -hmm. you know, but everybody in the between went to Seed Store, right? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Absolutely. Vineyard Seed right. Store, right? Mm -hmm. And I forget the name of the woman there, but uh, and then you could buy, you know, a 25 cent bag, which was just huge. You know, you pay three or four bucks for like a few pieces, right? right? From Yit Lung. But there you had it made and you could go. And that was your stuff that you took into the theater. Right. But yeah, we used to go a lot to, and then back then it was what, 25 cents, 50 mm -hmm. cents to mm -hmm. get into the yeah. theater? Or, well, for when in my day, it was more like 10 cents. 10 cents, yeah. For 10 25 cents, cents for me. You went to a movie, you went to Harry Kaya's next door. Exactly. Ate uh, all his peanuts and yeah. everything with his little, he'd be sitting there on his with his little dog. Yeah. Reading all of us smoking a cigar, yes. <laughs> just like nothing. Over yeah, there. I remember the. So I for some reason we ended up going to King Theater more than Iyao. Once once we go to Iyao, but I remember the biggest event we had at Iyao Theater was. Remember, uh, I don't know if uh, this happened when you were in school, but uh, later on they used to have these fundraising thing, world's finest chocolates. No, I don't. So okay. Tell me about that. Yes, I must yes. have been off to college already. Okay, yeah, you were about <laughs> to college by then. So when we were in grade school and in high school, they started to do fundraising for St. Anthony. And what happens was they had this one company, which was called World Finest, and it was like this big chocolate bar that uh, I guess cost, you know, wholesale 25 cents or something like that, or 50 cents. And then you would sell it for a dollar, right, oh, or really? 75 cents, mm -hmm. and uh, go door to door. World's finest chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that was the fundraiser for St. Anthony's. Uh -huh. um, and so we used to go and raise money for the school that way. Besides the fair, we can talk about that later, mm -hmm. but that's not so much Wailuku based. Mm -hmm. But we used to start at Wailuku for the yes. parade, but that's okay. Um, so we used to sell world's finest chocolates at that time. And I remember at Yao Theater, one year they gave us, since we raised so much money, that uh, they took us to uh, a feature film at Yao Theater. The whole school. The entire school? The entire school could fit in the Yao Theater, right? Okay, oh. the great school. Okay, or maybe they did it in portions, but, uh, but we filled the place, right? Okay, guess what movie we saw? I have absolutely... Had just come out. 
I don't know. That would it, what year? Sixty-nine. Oh, hello. By then, I was married and had kids. There we go. <laughs> I Two thousand and one, a space odyssey. Are you serious? That, that they way? got that movie. Out. It just come out, and two thousand one, in the space odyssey, got played oh, at the. Oh my heavens! Wow. So that was a real treat, yeah. right? You know, kind of a weird movie, you know, oh. <laughs> but you know, for a, for an eighth grader, but it was fascinating. Oh. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, So, so that was the that was the theaters. But um, you know, as you got older, you started doing different things. Mm -hmm. I think my whole life until I left home. I have a story about each one of those stores. Mm. Like for instance, uh, my Auntie Pat, Nakua. Oh, Nakua, yes. 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 She had uh, the travel, travel agency. The travel mm -hmm. agency Very over there. Successful. Very successful. Yes. Very successful, yes. yeah. And she was a Ricard yes. who married Nakua. <laughs> I have right? pictures of her that I can share with you t later today. <laughs> okay, and well, we could talk about stories because, you know, Uncle Bunny and Auntie Helen, right? Oh, yeah. Who lived right mm -hmm. down the street from us. Mm -hmm. uh, I was related to Uncle Bunny on one side, on the Durango yes. side, and Auntie Helen on the other side for the yes, Ricard side. Ricard. So we'll figure that one out. Yes. So, uh, so both sides, right? Uh -huh. you so know. double trouble. Double <laughs> trouble. <laughs> More works they were keeping an eye on you. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, so, so when I first left home, that's where I got my plane tickets, was, of course, from Auntie Pat. Yes. Okay. Uh, when I got my first suitcase to leave home, I got it from Imura Jewelry. Oh, that's right. Yes, he used George to sell, Imura used to sell. He used to sell yeah. the the, he the sold fancy some interesting bags. Stuff and yeah, he luggage. sold <laughs> luggage. He sold luggage, uh -huh. and that was where I got my first suitcase. Now, when I was younger, okay, uh, I thought this suitcase was huge, right? Mm -hmm. And everything I had with clothes fit in that suitcase mm -hmm. when I left, and I had a trunk when I left home too. Sure. But uh, I thought this thing was huge. Look at. Compared to the bags right now, this would be a carry-on. <laughs> but Imura jewelry. And then if you go down the way, also, which is always the strangest thing, and I always marveled at it uh, when I got older, was Ogawa jewelry was almost right next door. Yes, yes. So you had two jewelry stores yeah. right and, on the same street. Yeah, and they were very friendly competitors. Yes. You know, they had maybe a, a different group of people that bought from this. And I, I know that uh, Imur used to do a lot of trophies. Trophies. For sports. Sports, yes. You know, whereas uh, Ogawa was more the fine jewelry, that kind of thing. Right, you know? exactly. And you could hang out in there and just talk story with all of them. You knew everybody's name. Exactly. You know, Louis, Louis Ogawa, well, you know, Ju uh, Judy. Um, Judy. Yamanoi, yeah. Yes. Her dad over there. It's yeah. like, they were all like family, you know. And Mrs. Ogawa, mm -hmm. for St. Anthony, mm -hmm. used to teach dance especially for the proms oh i didn't know that judy did that oh. she i know to, she was in girl scouts she taught she taught yeah. us two step oh my goodness and she taught us how to waltz so were you in on the junior prom court yes i was on the junior prom <gasps> were court you the king no i was not the king <laughs> just checking I ended up student body president later on, but that's okay. Oh, okay, okay. I put you on a different level pedestal than cousin. So, but but every store has, uh, for me, has a yes, memory, wonderful, mm -hmm. and a story attached mm -hmm. to it. So, uh, Imura. Uh, then you had oh, Buster Brown's shoes. Yes. Uh, what was the name of the shoe store? Makino. Makino's mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, yeah. and Mr. Makino, and you know, I had like the big wide feet, uh, so they had to figure <laughs> something they could pour pour my feet in. 
<laughs> you know, so yeah, but uh, <laughs> so how about how about restaurants? Uh, you know, Wailuku is filled with them. I mean, you could go out and eat almost every night if you wanted to. So, did you folks have that? You know, your did your family do much of that? Some families didn't. They you know pretty much you know stayed at home, fed their families and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. if you wanted to go out every night, you almost could. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see, if we went out to eat, we went down toward more the industrial district mm -hmm. of uh, Oahu, way down on Lower Main, mm -hmm. outside the central district. Like, used to have Hale Lava, right? Yes. The Hale Lava restaurant. And for special occasions, that's where we went. Mm -hmm. We went to Hale Lava. Um, we, we were big Tasty Crust fans. We never really ended up at Tasty Crust that much. Oh, but uh, which became a St. Anthony hangout at one point, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. um, but uh, but for us, if we were taking a le un unauthorized leave of absence from school, we would uh, usually <laughs> you. <laughs> you? <laughs> no, I always yeah. got passes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Somehow I was always able, but then friends would follow, right? Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we used to go to Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dairy Queen was very fries. popular. Oh. When you were a young kid, you would eat dillies until you were sick because you wanted to get you the get free dilly bar, right? Yes. You know, but it was down the hill, right? Uh -huh. And in fact, you would pass it every day, like when you were coming walking, home. coming home from school, mm -hmm. depending on the route you took mm -hmm. and depending on what your mother told you. If your mother told you that you, she wanted you to stop and pick up some stuff at o Oka Supermarket or, uh, or Mike's Market, you would take the road up the hill yes. and go through the middle of town. But most of us, or a lot of us, actually took the other route sure. past Tokyo Tei. Yes. Oh, Remember? Yes. Nobody that, that knows or remembers yes, that, that Tokyo Tei restaurant mm -hmm. used to be built right over yeah. Spreckles Vid. The ditch. The ditch. <laughs> And used to have the black uh, bridge and the red bridge right. that went over. And that's how you got over to get to the other side if you were walking to school. Because you didn't want to take the long way down to Waiale, mm -hmm. right? Down the street, Kinipopo, and, you know, and, and make that right. And walk along the, the, the Cane Road, right? Okay. No, what you did is you went over the bridge, right? Over there, right? Past Hokamas and then mm -hmm. down. And then you would make your way underneath the under the bridge, bridge yep, yep, over to, to school. school but that was more of a hassle so most of most times we came up straight through town right uh -huh, you know uh -huh. easier street, easier street, straight route yeah home. straight route home yeah. so yeah 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 so you had it sounded like you had a, a wonderful childhood you know with with your parents and your brother and your your two sisters and you have continued to live here on Maui, Frank. You were away for a long, I was away for a a long, long time. period of time, yeah. and, uh, and you have come home. So you, do you want to talk about you know, leaving Maui and then making the de decision to come home? And uh, why? You know, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's because there are lots of people, like even from my class at St. Anthony, class of 58, lots of them went away and stayed away. So we have a whole contingent that live in Southern California, for example. Mm -hmm. But there is a core who, uh, of us who have re went away to college. Maybe we lived in the mainland for a while. But we chose to come home to Maui. And it's been, it's been a wonderful life. 
We yeah. are really grateful for having made that decision. But I'm interested in, in your family, because you were the baby of the family, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like for your parents, and why did you leave? Was it because, okay, I graduated St. Anthony, i got to go someplace, i got to yeah. get off this rock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I ended up joining a religious order, uh -huh. uh, and then... Um, left that, mm -hmm. then ended up joining the Diocese of Honolulu, left that. <laughs> uh -huh. so, um, so, but my travels in between then, uh, and then I started getting involved in teaching and uh, research. I ended up at Purdue University, actually, at oh, one point. Oh, you did? Oh. Yes. Uh, so I have two, two master's degrees, and I was working on my PhD while I was uh -huh. at Purdue. I was ABD, all but dissertation, and this is where the coming home uh, part came in. So when I first left home, I was 17 years old. I graduated from school, by the way, at 17, because I first entered mm -hmm. St. Anthony's when I was, um, first grade is usually six years old, I was five. Okay, so. I'm curious about that, because I didn't, were you too smart? No, 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 no. Your <laughs> mother and father said, okay, go school. No, they, I, well, I'm a lifer at St. Anthony's, right? Yes. So, but Absolutely. I didn't go to kindergarten. Oh, you didn't? Everybody always tells me, like, uh, you know, oh, remember this from kindergarten? Yeah. I said, no, I went to first grade. I never went to kindergarten. Hmm. Okay. And then I went to first grade, uh, which means I was younger than everybody else. Sure. Uh -huh. You know, at least a year. I wish they had not done that, but, you know, looking back at it. But, uh, yeah, because I was the runt, right? That's <laughs> 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 St. Anthony's. But, uh, yeah, I uh, spent time... Um, Let's see, so I was a lifer at St. Anthony's. When I left home at 17, um, I didn't come back, ooh, till about, I didn't come back to Hawaii till, ooh. Well, I was actually in Honolulu, uh, went to San Francisco, graduated from the University of San Francisco, came home, ended up living in Honolulu for a while, uh, then went back to the mainland, uh, my mother used to have this one phrase for me, pata caliente. Oh, what does that mean? Paul? Hot feet. Hot feet. <laughs> <laughs> that means I was traveling uh -huh. all over the place. You know, um, so I was back and forth quite a bit. I spent about uh, four, five years on the big island. Um, and then uh, came home, or then went back to... Uh, Went back to the mainland uh, to go to school at Purdue. Um, hmm. God, there's so much in between, so I don't want to give up my time with my travels. But, but talking about coming home, uh, I, was, I was on ABD at Purdue. Um, of course, I do, I do have ADHD. That is true. I mean, I, I, it's not a joke. So mm -hmm. it, 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 it was tough even getting two master's degrees, let alone, you know, working on a dissertation. Uh, so I was plugging away at that. Um, and then uh, one first thing to hit was uh, uh, while I was away was uh, my brother John Paul passed. Um, uh, and uh, I won't get into the details of that. Uh, and I got a two-minute phone call, which my dad said, you know, come home, your brother passed away. He, that's all he could get out, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I was the one who had to identify the body. 
that's that was the responsibility of the old the oldest boy young oldest boy in the house right i i just talk about the mentality of that time i got my driver's license i was the youngest my sisters didn't my dad wouldn't give them permission to do their license or anything else like that. That was okay. it was Portuguese, very yeah. male oriented. Well, yeah, well, I think you know, that, I think that's true of many generations because your mother didn't drive. My mother did not drive. My mother didn't drive, and she was a school teacher, so yes. she had to catch ride from yes. Wells Street to Kahului School. Yes, her entire career, or, or, because my father was out you know, at work for, uh, with the Department of Health. So that was a, ho a whole different lifestyle. I did not get my driver's license until I got married. My father absolutely refused it. I don't know if it's a Portuguese or just the generation my, my that women were, you know, still had a particular role to fulfill. Even though I was college educated, master's degree and all, but nope, I will not teach you to drive. Yeah, what? he tried to at one point, but you know, my dad was not the most patient person <laughs> in the world. And back then everything was manual shift, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but uh, I, I have a sneaking suspicion, if you know my dad and his history, uh, that he was ADHD too. He had the hardest time in school. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, uh, probably uh, TMI on the, all the personal stuff, but uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I came home, and that was the first time I came home and realized how much dad was putting on me. Lucky I stayed awake because then he became closer to his other namesake, which was Francine. You know, so I was away for a long time. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so I would come back home when mom got Alzheimer's, so, which is really tough in that small Konohao house. Yes. But, you know, we promised them both and this is cutting to the chase here, uh, instead of doing the travel log. Uh, we both promised, my sister Francine and I promised my dad and mom they would die in their beds, basically. Mm -hmm. You're gonna die at home, you know. We're not shoving you off to some institution or whatever. Whatever it takes, you know. And my sister took the brunt of uh, my mother, although I would come back frequently. Mm -hmm. This is why it was so hard to finish, right, uh, from the district, because I was coming back you know, during vacations and things like that, when, once my mom was really bad. Um, and then the last time I visited, it was so strange. She must have known I was going to leave again because within two weeks she had passed away from greeting me, sitting in a chair to, you know, gone, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it was uncanny. But um, yeah, so I would come back and forth to Wailuku. And then it was learning in Wailuku all about the healthcare system or sometimes the lack of it, you know, um, in terms of, uh, how, you know, how do you care for elderly people in-house and that kind of thing. So my sister took the brunt of my mother, although I tried to come back. And then finally, my dad wanted uh, me to come home, okay? And I told him, well, I still got this dissertation to finish, uh, but then I found out what his health condition were. I didn't feel like I wanted to have my sister take the brunt of that again, so I left. I left Purdue, I said, okay, I think about coming back and finishing, that kind of thing. Um, uh, the interesting thing was by that time, my sister had her family in her home and my sister Francine did. So I guess my dad bribed me. <laughs> <laughs> you get the house oh. if, if you know the Kona. And I was thinking the Kona Lane house and I yeah. figured, oh good, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, it's me, I got the house, that, that would be fine. Uh, 
But then he ended up finding uh, a house somewhere else. Now I live in Mawilani, right? Yes. You know, and the, 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 the sad thing about that was, you know, it was always the house my mom wanted. You know, he act, you know how families are, right, back then. This is the thing about Wailuku and land ownership. Remember, everybody had a share, right? And this is like the same thing, like certain landowners now, even in Wailuku now, there's huge families related to this. There's like 30 or 40 people involved in one piece of property, yes. right? Uh -huh. well, same with the Deregos. That's how we had to move out of our house first in Wailuku because there were about 10 people. Somebody needed money, so he wanted to sell his shares. Finally, everybody had to sell. So we actually had to move in with our grandmother in Konahau Lane. That's how we ended up moving from Well Street oh, onto Konahau I Lane. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. Within a few weeks, Hawaiian Telephone had bought yeah. the property right. and then had extended their building. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so, and then you know, your portion, I think, is where the courthouse and yes, the everything else. Yes, the took it to eminent, eminent, eminent domain. domain oh, right? That was traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's how all of that. And then uh, my contention is at some point it became fair game for that whole area. And then the neighborhood started getting hollowed out, mm -hmm. right? You had the Uyoka building, you had the building right next to that. Those were all homes. The Fukuris... Yes. Yes. used to live right across yes, the street that's from right. us. That's right. There were all homes there. Yeah, I think Alice Lee too, you know. Alice Lee? Across the street. Across the Wells. street and Wells Street. You know, <laughs> yes. that street was full of homes, people exactly. saying hello. We My brother used to put uh, golf balls through Mr. You know, was it Minamoto's? Uh, the, the front Omoto. house. Omoto's. Omoto. Mr. Yeah, Omoto's the baseball house. Coach from Baldwin. Yeah, the baseball coach from Baldwin. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that had anything, but my brother used to practice... Uh, uh, golf, remember? He used oh, to yes. be a caddy down oh, at the Waiehu. <laughs> and then once in a while, he'd get a stray ball would go into Mr. Omoto's <laughs> picture window. Uh, yes. And back then, glass was dangerous, right? Uh -huh. Didn't have this film <laughs> protecting it, right? So, uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. I came home because we had promised my parents that, you know, both of them were going to die in their beds. And I, could, I couldn't leave it with my sister mm -hmm. by that time. So I never regret coming home. Um, I, maybe when I'm 70, I'll finish the PhD. You know, I'll go back and I'll sure. brush up. And, you know, there's always time for oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah, you're still young. Yeah, I'm still young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because I found the work interesting, mm -hmm. right? But even with the challenges I had, uh, I just found the work interesting. So I'm a sociologist by trade, a researcher, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, but uh, yeah, uh, in fact, my, my dissertation subject was going to be on Hawaiian sovereignty, believe it or not. Was it really? Even, yes. even back then, even you back were then, already thinking interested about in, in the issue? The issue. And, and, oh. Yeah, I was going to use that as a, uh, my, my basic thesis was on the connection between race, religion, and culture, and political thought, right, or action. And I was going to use what I was doing as a platform for looking at Hawaiian sovereignty. Cause I, had well, done I, I sure papers. hope that you continue with that frame, yeah. because you know, given, given the kind of work that you're doing now as well, uh, I, I think you know, a study like that, over it's almost longitudinal if you think about the period of time in which yeah. it uh, has great value. You know, yeah. for the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm kind of curious. Uh, 
You are so engaged in the community, and, and a lot of it is geared towards Wailuku, but you also go beyond the Wailuku geographic area. What in your what in your background, or maybe your upbringing, or your education, perhaps, uh, do you think has kind of spurred you on to to do what you do? And uh, what, why don't you? I'm not really sure what you do sometimes. I see you at every community meeting, and like yesterday <laughs> when they had the new <laughs> electric vehicle uh, dedication, I went, there's Frank. <laughs> okay. So cousin, tell me, because there there must be something, you know, in 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 your life, in your whatever, your background that it says, I want to do something for our community. Yeah. yeah. You know, looking back on it, my gen my parents I, I were always very generous people, even with the little that they had. You know. Um, but my grandparents were too, right? I mean, oh, I yes. remember, uh -huh. uh, especially uh, Caroline, my grandmother. Oh, that's yeah, your yeah, dear she, grandmother. Yeah, yeah, she's always open heart. Remember, mm -hmm. she took in uh, Juliet, right? Yes. You know, raised her mm -hmm. as one of her own, literally, yes. because she stayed at the house while she was going to St. Anthony's, right? Mm -hmm. You know. And if you know anything about that house, what, 500 square feet or something I, like that? I'm it was just, so, how they raised five kids yeah. and then had two and then brought in Juliet yeah, at is, the same that's time. That's amazing. That is amazing. I, just, I can't get over that. Is, the house is still there. The house is still there. Yeah. yeah, we sold the property we had to, you know what I mean, because my dad had bought this other place. But, uh, but it was sort of the last piece of uh, property that... Uh, uh, Derego's owned in Wailuku, right? Except for a small portion out of Vineyard, which was, you know, all these lots are irregular, right? You know, 5,000 square feet, 3,000 square feet, you know, and this is part of the problem of development in Wailuku, right? right? It's, it's just like, you know, there's nothing that uh, goes according to an organized plan no. in Wailuku. And some of the shapes of these lots. Planning. planning. Yeah, okay, this is your piece over there. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so a little bit about that with me. I think my parents were always generous individuals and generous people. Um, I always was involved in some sort of service when I was in grade school or high school, right? Uh, especially high school. Um, you know, so we went through the whole student council thing. You know, I beat out a senior actually for being vice president. Did That's you? The, really? uh, the only person ever to beat a senior in an election. Oh. I was a junior. <laughs> it was kind of interesting, right? And then, um, uh, then became student body president the next year. Built the snack shack actually, which actually made the student council money. We used to produce free dances. Oh we made God. so much money from people <laughs> getting hyped up on sugar and soda. <laughs> Nowadays, that would be banned. <laughs> but we made, you know, you know, uh, well, the school lunches were challenging, to say the least, sometimes. Okay, and they did work very hard. We love the lunch ladies. Uh, and part of what I had to do to actually pay for my tuition is I used to have to work in the cafeteria washing dishes. Okay, because in my generation, we were required. We all worked in the kitchen. I remember the hairnet, yes. chopping onions, the yeah. eyes watering. But Mrs. Marcial, Mrs. Romeos, I mean, they made yes. the best version of I think spaghetti. We had Mrs. Nakam rice. Maca <laughs> Nakamura. So, yeah, the the so roast beef thing was kind of <laughs> iffy. 
<laughs> but uh, but everything else was pretty good. They had spaghetti. They had stuff like that. Yeah. So we used to go into the kitchen, and I think by that time there was some sort of work study kind of thing going on mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. So interesting fact. I found out this years later because I almost went to Kamehameha. Uh, oh, you did. Yes. My my. There was the suggestion that I would leave and go to Kamehameha on Oahu instead of going to St. Anthony's when I was eighth grade. And then I went, no, 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 all my friends are here, da, 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 da. So, you know, I made the case. They stayed, but it was like, you know, it would have been a cheaper thing and go to family on Oahu. Then otherwise I would have been a Honolulu boy at that point, right? City boy. So, uh, so but we were having a tough time my last two years. So I used to work at the school as much as possible, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I found out years later, Elmo Cavallo paid for my last two years of school. Did he really? Yeah, the well, former mayor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And didn't find that out until I was in my 30s or so oh, that he had paid for my school. Yeah. Never got a chance to thank him, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you, you followed that. in his example, cool. of, again, of serving the community yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was on the, the in high school, it's so funny, we used to have the zoo. Oh, yes. Right. I was on the planning committee for that. Were you really? Anthony. Yes, I was appointed. <laughs> to be on the planning committee for that. So, and then early on, my dad would get us involved in politics. You know, my dad was a staunch Democrat, right? And a labor union member, sure. HGEA. Mm -hmm. So we used to go around Wailuku passing out, you know, and you had your little slogan, right? Uh, vote for uh, Mario Yoka and the Democratic team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, and you would have, they would teach you that. I was passing out this literature at nine, 10 years old. Just slipping it in the house oh, and you walking had around the practice, house. Then. I had plenty of practice. <laughs> so, um, and by the time I had left, uh, that was sort of ingrained in me, this idea of service and being of service to individuals and people. So when I got home, uh, that was one of the first things actually when I got home and I started working for a Maui Economic Development Board, which is basically a nonprofit organization. Um, actually, it's funny how I got back home uh, uh, we, uh, I worked in a, uh, nation, a nationally recognized program called uh, Engineering Projects and Community Service at the Purdue University, which was a design class from freshmen to seniors, actually included master's degree students and PhD students uh, in, um, in engineering design. Okay. Uh, now, the funny thing is I was in sociology, but I was being paid by the electrical engineering department because I was working in this program, which was a lot better pay in engineering than <laughs> yes. as, a, as a student was. I was like, wow. And, and another claim to fame, I actually won, and I know nothing about electrical engineering except what I picked up when I was teaching students in that. I actually won the electrical engineering teaching award one year because I used wow. to teach um, the impact of uh, technology on society. And I used to teach um, uh, engineering ethics at Purdue. So, and I, I also ended up being the head TA for the program along, well, of course they had to put two head TAs because they, they needed somebody in engineering. But, uh, you know, but I knew before then, because I was an older student at Purdue, so I had already known about teaching and, you know, lesson plans and, you know, all those kinds of things. So I could organize, you know, about a group of about 20, uh, uh, graduate students who were teaching, 
right? That was basically my thing, making sure they were getting their stuff done, and then also teaching my own classes and trying to do a PhD. So wow. yeah, yeah. So this is this is uh, being ADHD did not help trying to finish this PhD. So, but uh, that was fascinating work. I love engineers uh, to death. You know, people talk about them being being only linear thinkers, and that is not true. I mean, I've, some of the most creative people I've met have been in engineering, and a lot of them play music. Hmm. A lot of them. One was close to a classical pianist. Uh, another one played the trombone, was in the symphony. You know, a lot of people, they had these very diverse, you know, broke all my stereotypes about engineering engineers yeah, that, and everything else. Yeah, that is else. interesting. Why do you think that is? Because of the, the structure of what engineering programs are like and are similar to music in that way? Yeah, I don't know. But uh, they, you know, they, they were, they, I, I, I gave them credit, uh, except... I was the one who, and this is terrible as a TA, uh, the, uh, I was actually made uh, uh, an honorary member of the Electrical Engineering uh, Honor Society or whatever, so I would organize their parties because I was a sociologist. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I brought all those skills though back home, mm -hmm. right? Even being on, you know, working with different kinds of groups of people. So my first job, I ended up on a wastewater group you know, which was a big issue back then, right? Steve Parabacoli, you mm -hmm. know, those guys, that. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was on a working group for that. And then all of a sudden, Charmaine Tavares asked me if I wanted to be on a commission. So then I ended up on the Costa Government Commission. Oh, yes. Right. So, and that's where we did, and I was chair for three years for that. And I ended up um, doing this one notorious study, actually, that revealed a lot about government at that time uh, was I we were trying to figure out you know why we were renting so many places around town right you know like in Wailuku one main plaza right okay so I said wow okay so uh, I'm trying to remember Guy Hironaka I think his name is just a month on the job I, I asked if he would come into the meeting and he had only been there a month and I said I need within a month all the places the county rents, the square footage, how many people exist in the building, and how much we're paying per square foot for each of these things. Now, remember now, all of this at that time, and this is just about 10 or 15 years ago, was done by, on paper. They hadn't, they hadn't uh, yeah. done anything you know, yeah, nearly online close at online yeah. at that time. Uh, he got it done in a month. And what we discovered was that the county was paying $4 million in lease rent a year. Wow. Now, if you take that at 6% and you go over 20 years, you could build a building. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that the county yeah. owns. Yeah, it's a 60, $60 million yeah. dollar building, right? You know, you know, back then, which would get you back then a lot of building. Yeah. Right? Uh, not so much now. Uh, yeah. And... The other half of it is, in one main plaza, everybody was paying different square footage oh, rates. they weren't Rents, comparable. They weren't oh. comparable because there was no boilerplate lease. And the county wasn't going in and negotiating space in the building. Each department was negotiating their own on their own. So, change that one. 
or help, help, help change that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, in terms of that. Brought the issue at least to light. Yes, absolutely. You know, in the report. Mm -hmm. And then they started looking at that, mm -hmm. you know. But, uh, and, and to the administration's credit, they, they started looking at a lot of this. The other thing is we took all these old reports um, that were sitting on the shelf and I developed a report card and says, okay, where are you guys with this? You know, and... That must have been scary, you know, because we had been doing things a certain way for so long for somebody to come in and shake it up. Yeah, so the commission was really, really receptive yeah. to kind of... it sounds like it was very productive. In. Productive, yeah, yeah, it was productive. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to the MRA. Yes. And then uh, now I'm with the police commission, so... Oh. And I, every, I've never stayed... In a, I've always gone to a different thing because um, a lot of people like to go out for a year and come back, you know, to something. Oh, and, yes. mm -hmm. You know, it's just, uh, no, there's always new challenges and new things. And I think I bring a, a set of skills that are helpful, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. in terms of that, you know, in terms of organizing and looking at issues. But yeah, no, this has been, but you all learned it from small kid time, right? You know, I think part of that was the values that St. Anthony's provided as well. You know, Anthony's always talked about service and, you know, being of service to the community and that kind of thing. So, so you know, parents, school, you know, was all about, you know, being a member of the community and how you give back and, you know, be watching out for others, just not yourself, you know, so, so yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just want to say one more thing since I'm being asked these questions about my experience. Um, people often... Um, talk about the yesteryears as being simpler times. And I really don't believe that. There's no such thing as a simple time. The times are complicated for you <laughs> when you're living in it, you know. Um, and, and people have their struggles and their desires and their aspirations and their failures. And, you know, that's part of the human experience. And there's always going to be issues that are people are trying to overcome as well as uh, goals they're trying to achieve. And I think every generation treats that differently. So I never, never, never assume, you know, that the future is going to be any better than the present or that the past was any worse or any better than what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you deal with what you have right before you yes. and you try to work toward the best that you have and do the least harm and then move forward with that, right? You know, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was always thinking, you know, people said, well, those are simpler times. Oh, not when I was growing up, mm -hmm. you know. I yeah. mean, we had our, we were not a rich family. We were a poor family. I didn't realize that until later. My parents were good at providing for everybody and things like that. But when you live in a house that leaks all the time and, you know, that you have to pull out big, you know, uh, yeah, pots to catch the rainwater and, you know, that kind of thing and the roof. You couldn't get on it to fix it and, you know, that kind of thing. And then, but you couldn't go anywhere else, you know, because your dad started off as a laborer once he got out of the military. Well, that's another story. My mother was pregnant with me. You know, my dad went off to Japan for a while during the occupation in Japan. And my mother, uh, my sister Rosemary was actually born at uh, Tripler Army Medical Hospital. Okay. And then when they came, when he came back, um, I think she was pregnant with me at some point and he was going to be assigned. I think he'd been in the military for at least 15 years by that time. Yeah, because he went in in 44, 45, 
right? Right toward the tail end of the war, mm -hmm. ended them in the occupation of Japan. And then uh, uh, married my mother in 51 and uh, was going back and forth, was still in the military because he was uh, married in his military uniform. He was a sergeant. Oh, really? First oh, sergeant. So yeah. he had moved. moved yeah, down. yeah. Quickly. So, mm -hmm. so um, he was planning the military to be a career. But once I was born, you know, he was going to be transferred to Texas. <laughs> My mother said, "No way! I'm going to no way. This boy is being born in Texas." <laughs> well, at least that's the story I heard. But um, you know, I had no idea. You know, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then he started working for the state, but he started off as a laborer, and that didn't pay much. But my dad was very mechanical, mm -hmm. so he would study for these little tests and things like that, and he would pass. You know, even though I think it was ADHD, there's always one area where you can concentrate. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. mechanics was my dad's thing. He could put together stuff and you know build stuff and figure something out. Just really, really, he was brilliant at doing that, and. Uh, that, but he ended up working his way to the point he was acting superintendent mm -hmm. uh, of the island right before he oh, left. By, and the, by only, the time he retired. By the time he retired. The only yeah. thing that blocked him from becoming full superintendent, he didn't have a college degree. He had a GED. He did work at his GED wow. later in life oh. too as well. You know. So yeah, yeah, it was kind of interesting. But yeah, the reason why I came home was for that, for them. Um, and the service thing, I think, sort of came naturally. Dad was always involved in politics and, oh, yes. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And my mother was always out giving to the neighbors and mm -hmm. everybody mm -hmm. else, you yeah. know. I remember them as, as being, uh, you know, really gentle people. Like your, yes. your father could be a rascal. Oh, and, yeah, 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 you know? yeah. He had a temper. Uh, mother yeah. was, was always the, the calm one. And yes. when I would, you know, go down to the house and say, okay, Let's go school <laughs> and stuff. Every, all the kids were ready and, you know, yeah. we would just enjoy ourselves. Every day, rain or shine, we would walk to school. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You and, know. you know, I remember wearing those thick yellow rain suits, the one that the oh, hat, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and I would, you know, I always wondered why. I always lost things and this is why they didn't diagnose me early, right? I think I lost about, during the course of grade school, I must have lost about six or seven St. Anthony school bags, <laughs> oh, you know what gosh. I mean? And then, of course, the big thing was the Pan Am bags, right? Yes, At one yes. time. I still have a Pan Am bag, oh, by the do? way. Yes. I have a, that thing's probably worth millions Oh, it now. is. I was going to say, keep it. doesn't exist anymore. anymore. Worth money. You know. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I came home. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm involved in all the things. Mm -hmm. And I won't list them all because they involved. I'm also on the board of directors for Maui Economic opportunity I'm on president so far of the Maui Native Hawaiian Native Chamber of Chamber. Commerce so yes. yeah I, I'm thinking now though as I get older you know it's time for the younger generation to start occupying the places that, that that's interesting that we have. you should say that because I feel the same way and here I'm you know in my 80s and I'm thinking it really is time for the next generation to start moving into those leadership positions and you're so much younger than I am and you're saying the same thing too but yeah. it's true there there needs to be that kind of a, a transition and we can be there to kokua and oh, mentor yeah. them yeah. but it, it, it's really important that 
the next generation, whether it's, you know, their interest in Wailuku Town, like ours, ours. you know, clearly has been. Yeah. Uh, and other things that they, they take their turn. Yeah. Because it cannot stay the same. And while our, our ideas are really romantic about what it may have been like growing up, when we did, and we were fortunate at that time that our parents could make a, a, a fairly decent living. No, yeah. Nobody got rich that, yeah. oh, that no. I know of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but they, you know, times were important and good for them. But yeah, this next generation, we've got to get them going, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, about Wailuku uh, in, the, in that regard, um, my issue has always been we need to rebuild the neighborhood after we gutted it. You know, and, and, and urban sprawl going across our mountain over here is not going to be the solution. You know, I mean, you know, when I came home, actually, that was one of the things that surprised me the most, you know, was how much construction was going on mm -hmm. uh, on So, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, yeah, that was all, that's always been concerning to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's just because uh, Wailuku Heights and Sand Hills right were small communities yes. right and that's what they were built for right um mm -hmm. and i didn't know if there would be any way you know it, it it was hard to prevent the transition from uh wailuku sugar into a land company i mean it was very very difficult legally it would have been difficult i guess to to really have that happen but um uh but yeah yeah, there's a lot of decisions that have happened over the years that have not exactly been local friendly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, th I think the two acre gentry lots was not helpful for a lot of local families, right? Up, mm -hmm. up country who mm -hmm. wanted to subdivide and leave something for their kids, you know. Yeah. You know. My sister was lucky, right? Yes. You know, because she was yes. with the Colossus and right. they sort of subdivided mm -hmm. the property and mm -hmm. they got her, you know, up at the... Uh, uh, Kapakalua, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, the market has priced our people. Yeah, our folks. Yeah. yeah. Well, we passed that uh, line. I keep reminding people this article. I have to go back and find from the advertiser back in 1999. Uh, that's the threshold when we actually passed. There were more people living outside of Hawaii who were born in Hawaii than uh, living in the state. Yeah. That's almost 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And then you start counting how many of those are Hawaiian. And you can tell that number a lot of times uh, by the number of halals in a city. Yes, it's amazing yes. when you think about that. Vegas, Portland, oh, yeah. Los everywhere. Angeles. Every, they're everywhere. Spokane, you know, yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. And people are just... So they're, there's, they're hungering for a connection with the culture. Yes. And they want to come home, but there's no way they can. Yep. You know, I mean, I lived in Indiana. Uh, I could sell my house right now, get an acre of land, a house with a finished basement. Sure. You know, all the amenities you want, a pool table, a bar, you know, <laughs> anything you want, right? <laughs> Wouldn't cost you... Yeah. Would cost you under four k, four hundred k. Yeah, absolutely. Four hundred thousand. Right. Under four hundred thousand. Well, let's let's hope that you continue what you're doing, and then the rest of the you know next generation, so that more people can come home. Can come home, yeah.
yeah, yeah. That's and and part of that is you know judicious planning in terms of how we do that. Yeah. You know, so. So we're gonna lean on your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of retiring? No way. <laughs> No, I, I paid my dues. I still oh paid. Oh my God! You can't go yet. Yeah, yeah, I can't go yet. <laughs> no, there we go. I won't let you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the CARPAC, which is the uh, community action. I think it's. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Community action resil. I, it's. It has to do with resiliency plan. It's a resiliency plan. Uh, Maui County. Uh, it's the counties. Uh, ah, I can't remember the acronyms. This is the ADHD working now. <laughs> it's just a short-term memory. It's the funny thing. I can remember things 30 years ago. I can't remember something I just read uh -oh. about five minutes ago, right? You know, um, yeah, but the, it's CARPAC, but it's, uh, I'm on an advisory committee that is trying to develop a community action resiliency plan, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, it's looking at... Uh, all the problems with climate change and sure. uh, mm -hmm. erosion and how the county plans for that in terms of uh, policy yeah. and uh, looking at the future. So that was that, that I was asked to be on that. Um, and as I'm, I'm a member of that right now and we're I guess in our final stages of coming up with a, with a plan mm -hmm. uh, for that. But uh, yeah, there's all kinds of issues in regards to zoning and um, you know, what do we do with these uh, properties that end up getting swallowed up by the ocean, right? <laughs> yes. Who's going to be responsible? I mean, everybody's going to want their money back, right? <laughs> At some point, you know, say, well, you know what I mean? You know, so yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of challenges, especially in Wailuku, I think. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, and yeah. even though you know we don't live in Wailuku, we got aging infrastructure. Per, you know, there. per se, we still feel connected. I drive through every day, even if I don't have to. I just want to see what's what's still there. Who's walking around? Who's doing what? I mean, that yeah. that's how much it means. Yeah, yeah. No, I still take a walk through there. I still try to go to places like Sixty Two Market and mm -hmm. you know, or Eight Hundred Eight Cafe. And yeah. I always, you know, I. I I get a start when I walk in there because I, I, I begin visualizing what Crestor used to look yes. like and, you know, that <laughs> exactly. kind of thing. Or I pass yeah. by the YY bar and I think that's where Imura Jui used <laughs> yeah. to be, right? You know, yeah. going yeah. in and Absolutely buying right. my yeah. first, you hey, know. We could do the Wailuku walk. Yeah, exactly. I, and we could name, oh, remember this? Because, and it also goes by generation. So right. my gen generation of the, you know, the 30s and 40s, Wailuku looked a certain way. Yeah. By the mid-40s after the war and going into the 50s, it had an, another look to it. So it, it has changed and evolved, yeah. in most cases for the, for the better, um, and at the same time developing a different kind of charm. So I would love to see the, yeah. I, the idea of charm continuing, because yeah. then we make Wailuku as uh, special for today as it was for us even yeah. way back then. But we have to give the people who are landowners, especially the economic incentive yeah. to be able mm -hmm. to do that, right? Yeah. So, you know, so yeah. some of the infrastructure problems have to be yeah. addressed in regards to that, I think. Um, uh, I was just thinking, you know, there's all kinds of op things like opportunity zones and things like that, but you only take advantage of that if there's some investment of the county. Yeah. In, in terms mm -hmm. of uh, 
of the kinds of uh, infrastructure that's being built. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a challenge actually to get people even to look at Wailuku as, you know, an opportunity in some way, shape or form, mm -hmm. uh, simply because uh, um, a lot of the buildings there on Market Street Market especially really, really need, uh, I, I'm surprised, as my mother used to say that with our house, she says, well, thank God for the termites are holding hands. <laughs> 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 no, it's really, it's they, really they true. Let go hands. Yeah, it's fall down. Pow already. Pow yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you. <coughs> uh, well, I, I think Frank, you know, you can, you can, you know, look, look in the mirror and say, hey, my mom and dad, Rose and Frank, Uncle Hanky and Auntie Caroline, Fine. they would be so your grandparents. They would be so proud of, of you know, what you've done. Oh, and thank you. Continue to do thank so. You. I appreciate yeah. it. And oh, then, yeah. of course, you have had a big impact on the community through your work in education. Well, we, we do what we can, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. we try to find a little niche where we can. Yes, and the fact you know, that you came home to do that, I yeah. think, is. Uh, yeah, well, like you, I came testimony. home because of the parents, because I have no siblings, right? Yes, that's right. So, and my parents were aging, so you come home and you take care you of them. You take care. But that's yeah. a very Hawaiian thing, it yeah? It is. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, that's a, a very Hawaiian thing. thing. I mean, yeah. you know, we. we yeah, yeah. They blessed you with life, so you know. Yeah, you know, got to make sure they're taken care, care of. Care of one, you know, yeah, as they the as years. peaceful as possible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I get the funny thing is between all the siblings, I was the only one to be at both deaths. Wow. My dad and my mom. Really? Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, huh. this has been most heartwarming. You know, we're grateful to uh, Small Town Big Art for giving us a chance to share. Yeah, definitely. Our I mean, I mean, I'm rambling as usual. <laughs> I go all over the place, <laughs> and and we but, can talk uh, more. You know, yeah. us. We have plenty of stories to tell. So who knows? There might be a next chapter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Bless you. <laughs> Hi, we went over how long? Our 15 minutes, maybe. 